are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Coming to you guys later on a Friday than usual. Apologies for that, but due to some unforeseen work circumstances, etc., uh, it's wreaking havoc with my normal recording schedule. But as I like to say, good things come to those who wait. And the good news coming out of this is we'll talk about the addition of Dallin Hall to the BYU basketball program. He announced his commitment just a little bit earlier on today, this afternoon. We'll talk about what he can bring to the BYU basketball program. We'll also let you hear from Mark Pope. He spoke with the media via teleconference yesterday to talk about the abrupt end of the basketball season with the announcement by the NCAA that the NCAA tournament is being canceled outright. Disappointing end to what was a great season for BYU basketball. We'll talk about that and of course catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Essentially telling you guys that well, BYU sports is canceled until further notice. So we'll talk about all of that on today's edition of the podcast. We are proud to be part of America's number one daily podcast network, the Locked On Podcast Network. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is Locked On Cougars for March 13th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. We're with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. Uh, Friday the 13th, weird circumstances abound, obviously, on a weird day like today, and obviously with COVID-19 wreaking havoc, as we talked about yesterday, literally within minutes of me posting that podcast, a lot of the stuff we talked about was outdated. So, a lot happening in the sports world, and it's going to affect it for the foreseeable future, with pretty much every sport known to man uh, going on suspension or canceling events, etc., and it's, it's crazy. Honestly, it is crazy to see what's going on in the sports world, but it's It's out of an abundance of caution. I completely understand why the sports leagues, teams, individual athletes, administrators, regardless of whatever role you have in sports, but those people have those roles, those people have in sports. I understand why they're going about how they're going about things. So it'll be interesting. But like I said, I committed to you guys. We are going to go daily every day talking sports with you guys for as long as possible. And we will come up with topics. We're going to have some fun. May do some off the beaten uh, trail type of stuff, but we will be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. And want to thank you guys for taking the time to download the, download this podcast each and every day. Let's start off today with the news that broke just earlier this afternoon that Fremont High School's Dallin Hall has announced his intention to sign a national letter of intent with the BYU men's basketball program. He'll be able to sign on April 15th, so about a month from now. And I have to tell you guys, this is a big addition for the BYU basketball program. I think he's got all the talent in the world, a guy who can really be a difference maker and be a guy, be a guy who BYU fans are excited to see after a mission. He's going to go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he will be back after two years to play for BYU. It'll be very interesting. He just led uh, the Fremont Silver Wolves to a 6A state title. He's a three-star prospect currently, according to the 24-7 Sports Network. Also held an offer from Oregon State at the P5 level, in addition to a number of other offers from G5 programs. And what stands out about a kid like Dallin Hall is his athleticism. He's six foot three. He's not the biggest prospect in the world. He's very much a guard. 
but he has superior athleticism. And I think he's a guy that after getting back from a mission, he should fit right into what BYU's got going uh, under Mark Pope. I think he's got a lot of talent. Uh, he led the team with uh, multiple nights where he went for 30 plus points in high school basketball in the state of Utah. It's hard to do that because it's just in this day and age of college basketball, there's not uh, shot clocks in this day and age and multiple other factors that play into it. But the fact that he would go for over 30 points, I think he averaged just over 23 points a game. Uh, but he's just been a fantastic, fantastic player. Not to mention, he's got a fan in Donovan Mitchell, the Utah Jazz superstar. Uh, he was at the uh, semifinal game where Dallin Hall scored 38 points and had five steals in a 72-66 to win over Layton. Uh, Donovan Mitchell actually like shouted him out on social media, ended up uh, getting a Fremont uh, sweatshirt that he wore on a team charter just a few days later. So I have to tell you guys, Dallin Hall is a big-time pickup for BYU, a guy that BYU hoped to land in the early signing window and ultimately never uh, came to fruition, but it appears that BYU in the end has won the battle for his signature, and I'm excited to see him in a BYU uniform. I think he's got all the talent in the world to succeed at the next level. He plays a type of game that should translate well to the collegiate level. He's not a guy that you are going to say he commits to BYU and then you expect him to... Uh, need a year or two to really adapt to the college game. He's got a head up, heads up style that just it, it seems to say that he is ahead of the curve. I guess I, sh- I should say when it comes to playing basketball, he's playing chess when other people are playing checkers type of a deal. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys when I describe that. I, I just think that he's a guy after a mission. He's going to come in right away, barring him uh, needing to re- get. Essentially, only thing that'll hold him back, I guess I should say, is the. Th- fact that uh, he his mission legs that's the only thing because obviously guys coming back off missions they've had a long layoff of two years of not actively working out day in and day out shooting hoops etc other than that he's got the size he's got the ability he's got the athleticism I think to be a great player for BYU at the collegiate level and I'm excited to see what he can do for BYU and I think it's a fantastic fantastic pickup for the BYU basketball program. So I think that it's another feather in the cap of Mark Pope and his recruiting efforts and landing the signature of Dallin Hall. He's put together a pretty good recruiting class so far. Richie Saunders out of Wasatch Academy. Spencer Johnson, a transfer from Salt Lake Community College. Telling you guys, BYU's doing some good things on the recruiting trail right now. And this pickup in Dallin Hall is just the latest of what BYU's got going. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they can continue to do moving forward here. So, of course, we'll have more coverage for you guys. We'll see if we can get Dallin Hall on the podcast at some point to talk about his commitment. But it's a big time pickup all the way around for the BYU basketball program with him adding his name in about a month to BYU's uh, BYU's uh, national uh, recruiting class. He'll sign his national letter of intent. April 15th is when the signing day signing window opens up, and he'll in- ink that and make it official. So just over a month from now, he'll officially be a BYU Cougar, but I think it's a fantastic, fantastic development that Mark Pope landed the verbal commitment for this at this time from Dallin Hall. All right, we'll switch gears here in just a second. Not really switch too many gears, though. We're going to stay in the basketball vein of things. You're going to hear from Mark Pope. He spoke with us in the media yesterday via teleconference a lot about the abrupt end to the college basketball season with the announcement that the NCAA basketball tournament has just been canceled for this year. 
Kind of disappointed to see him cancel it because you would have liked to see him maybe postpone it, suspend a play for a little bit and see if they could get the tournament uh, put into place. But we'll talk about some of the outcomes of that and also let you hear a little bit from Mark Pope yesterday as well here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that this podcast doesn't exist without your guys' support. What I am asking you guys to do is if you listen to this podcast on whichever podcast provider you listen to us on, please leave us a favorable rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star reviews, or sorry, five-star ratings, excuse me, are worth their weight in podcast gold, and they really help us find BYU fans, and BYU fans in turn find us. We're building a great network of BYU fans talking BYU sports every day for you guys. Nice, neat package of about 30 minutes or less is our goal each and every day, but we are with you guys daily talking BYU sports. And I want to encourage you guys to leave us that favorable rating and review, five-star rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, and thank you in advance for your continued support of the podcast. All right, guys, BYU basketball, their season is over, and it's in disappointing fashion. The NCAA announcing yesterday they have just canceled the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournament. It actually canceled all championship events for both winter and spring sports. It affects more than just basketball. We're thinking of uh, soccer, tennis, oh, man, baseball, softball, just so many different sporting events have been canceled. And the NCAA, to their credit today, has announced that they are exploring adding a year of eligibility for all spring sport participants who had just kicked off their seasons and saw them cut short. I think that is a good addition. They're also considering uh, giving that extra year of special eligibility or an additional year of eligibility to winter sport athletes. And that would be very interesting for a team like BYU because that would mean that uh, among the seven seniors for the BYU basketball program, think of guys like TJ Haas, Yoli Childs, uh, Jake Toulson, etc. There's seven of them. They might have an opportunity to come back and run it back for BYU and make another run at the NCAA tournament. That's still yet to be determined if it officially will come to fruition. But as you're going to hear in just a minute, Mark Pope was asked about that possibility and he used the term, quote, excited uh, in terms of what his guys would uh, consider if they were to bring 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 back uh, a year of eligibility for these young men to get that opportunity to ultimately live out their dream of playing in the NCAA tournament. Very somber locker room, as you would expect. You're going to hear from Mark Pope talk about that. Just tough to hear that everything that this basketball program, and this is repeated for multiple basketball programs around the country who had dreams and goals and looked like they were on their way to March Madness, to see it just cut out and nixed like that. I hope you heard that snap come through. It just was over just like that. So without further ado, here are some of the comments from Mark Pope yesterday speaking with the media via teleconference. Hey, Coach Pope, this is Julie Jag from the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, thanks for doing this conference call. I really appreciate it. I was curious as to your thoughts as to, especially, I guess, whether you would have preferred they postponed the tournament or if you thought that was, um, you know, a viable option. Yep. So uh, I think it's been um, I think it's been um, uh, you know really dynamic and really unpredictable for everybody involved, uh, especially over the last four to eight hours. Um, you know, I think I think the toughest thing for me is just our, our locker room was really really hard today, and as, as you can imagine, and and maybe even more so, and and um, so. You know, I think most of my thoughts are with are with my guys right now. This is really hard. Um, it, it's devastating for them. It's especially my seniors who have. Um, I mean, it's been well chronicled what they have, 
sacrificed and how long they've been working towards this and fighting for this and, and, and how much of a beating they've taken over the last four and five years and, and, um, and then to do everything humanly possible to earn it and have earned it in an extraordinary way and, you know, be playing so incredibly well, winning nine out of 10 and being ranked 14th in the country and net top 10 and, and, uh, and even even in our one loss the last ten games had the best defensive performance um, that we've maybe ever had here at BYU. Right, They're kind of peaking at the right time, and um, I just it just is it's it's uh, excruciating for those guys, and, and it's hard for us. So um, that's that's our experience right now, um, and. You know, I mean, yeah. If, if I could control every everything in the world, we would find somebody to have this tournament just because, uh, you know, my heart's just broken for these kids. Um, we we were all in a in a um, we were in a team meeting together um, before practice today um, when the news break broke, and and um, so we broke the news to the team and, and it was, uh, it was, it was the worst locker room I've ever been in. And, um, it was really hard. So a tough day. Uh, but these guys are extraordinary young men and they'll, they'll, you know, they got incredibly bright futures in, in all different ways. And so we'll move on to that. Mark, this is uh, Mitch Harper with uh, KSL Sports. Uh, I'm curious, you know, Mark Few from Gonzaga said he was expecting the tournament to be postponed. Were you kind of expecting that as well, that there was going to be a postponement rather than a cancellation? Well, listen, I'm not a PDM, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I'm not an expert on the spread of disease. I'm certainly not a, a expert on COVID-19 and, and, um, um, you know, if, if it was at all possible um, to, to, you know, have this tournament safely or to postpone it with the potential of having it safely. Um, you know, I think there's nobody in the world that wouldn't be in support of that. Um, but apparently the, the experts are saying that, that that's not possible or tenable. I'm not sure. I'm not really, I'm not really, uh, educated enough to speak on that. I, I just, I just, you know, I just know my guys right now. And to that point, how shocking is it that we're at this point? I mean, because in Vegas, it felt like at the WCC tournament, this was lightly discussed. I mean, it really wasn't much of a talking point. Yeah, uh, it sure does seem, seem the whole world turned upside down in about 24 hours, doesn't it? Um, it just is the, the speed that things can change and, and uh, game momentum is, 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 is pretty extraordinary. Um, um so, yeah, I think we're all – it's sobering for all of us. So, so Coach, this is Norma. Um, just wondering, I guess, what do you think that people are going to now take away from this season? It looked for a moment like there was just so much potential. This team could have accomplished so much in the NCAA tournament, but now they have their chances cut short, and we'll never know what would have been. So, that's just – what's the big takeaway from this season? Well – I mean, you know, I think a lot about, um, you know, how this team functions and how we mentor these young men and the leadership they show. And, and um, we're gifted with two things. One, we're gifted with such an extraordinary uh, season that these guys put together up until this point. Um, 
you think about the storybook moments that we had in the season, they've all been well chronicled. We've shared them all together. We've talked about them all. It feels like there's been more incredible stories. It seems like a decade's worth of extraordinary stories in terms of, of uh, drama with roster and, and, uh, and dealing with injuries and, and uh, game winning heroics and incredible streaks and, and uh, career long stories and sagas of, redemption and, and coming back. I mean, the stories are just endless. So, you know, we, we actually made this comment. I think we talked about this in the press conference um, maybe before the Pepperdine game or, or before the tournament, maybe just that, you know, you could write a, a, a book and, and, and not have enough pages to kind of contain all the extraordinary um, stories of this team. And, and um, while it is, um, you know, in a, in a basketball sense, and for this team in this locker room, it's really tragic that they don't have a chance to finish it. Their legacy here at BYU is intact. Um, I, I hope I hope that everybody that's been able to witness this group of young men sacrifice for each other and do the special things that they've done, you know, I, I, I just know they will. I know BYU fans. I know that they'll remember these young men in terms of the impact they've had on, you know, on on, on – the relationship they built with fans this year and, and the extraordinary accomplishments and things they performed. I mean, um, and so it's, you know, on the one hand, it's just, it's just so, just so devastating that they don't get a chance to, you know, it's, it's hard for this group because they have all come back to do this, to get to this tournament and to go make something extraordinary happen. And, and they've taken the long road. I mean, they've taken a four and five year journey through disappointment and frustration to finally get here. And, and that part is just, um, it just, it's just hard, but, but, um, you know, in terms of the young men, that the, you know, the, the, the young people that these are and, and, and who they are, I mean, we've all been really blessed to witness it. Are you and maybe your wife going to do anything special for the seniors, I guess? or for the whole team just to sort of been like, hey, sorry, we didn't realize this was the end, but this is the end, and just sort of go out with a bang? Um, well, I, I, I do know that we're going to spend a lot of time together because that's the way that this team is built. Um, and, and you know, uh, so we heard the news. Uh, there was a um, locker room full of tears um, and shock and uh and utter silence actually for as long as I've probably been in silence. And, um, and, um, and then uh, an hour later uh, I got a bunch of guys on the court um, working out and uh, I'm in the office with the staff, uh, um, uh, you know, almost um, in a self-preservation way, racing through lists and lists and lists of things that we have to accomplish in the next few days. And, and, um, and, um, and that's, that is what this team is built on. And so, you know, we'll, we'll lose ourselves in our work together. Um, And, and these seniors have a ton of work to do. uh, um, And, and our underclassmen have a ton of work to do. And as a staff, we have a ton of work to do and we don't have a lot of time to do it. So, um, so, we'll continue to share that together. And, and, um, you know, these, uh, you know, it's, it's, we won't have that many more times where this unit is together as a group. Uh, just regrettably. I mean, I think, I think we talked about it a lot 
um, towards the end of the season, just about like, it just can't end. It just can't end. Like it's too special, right? This group is too close. They care about each other too much. It's too fun to compete for each other. And, and then it came to such a screeching, abrupt halting end. Uh, like the reality that we don't get to compete on the floor again is just, is just, uh, it's, it's almost too much to take right now. But in terms of the relationships we have, uh, we'll be coaching these guys for the next 50 years. I mean, these, these seniors will be coaching them for the next 50 years as long as they'll allow us, right? We'll be an intimate part of their lives, and that's the way we do it. And they'll be a, they're going to be a crucial part of what BYU basketball is. And, and um, that is not changing. Uh, we take that really seriously, and, and we built a foundation in, in, our, in our relationship with them that, um, that that'll continue. So I don't know, Norma, that's, you know, that's a long answer to the deal, but mm-hmm. Mark, Mark, what should the NCAA do for seniors on these winter teams in regards to maybe their eligibility? I mean, do you feel like they should get an opportunity to maybe get another year back? Well, you know, clearly, um, I have to be careful with the way I say things. Um, you know, um, I, I do think that there's been some momentum in the last few hours from all different corners because I think there's uh, other programs that are feeling the same thing that we are. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, we're certainly in uncharted territory. The NCAA has never had to deal with a pandemic before. Uh, this team has been, you know, it, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I will tell you this, um, you know, you want a little, a little one liner. I, I believe this, this is true. Uh, there was nothing that could stop this team this year. It wasn't suspensions or injuries or a, 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 a coaching change or a roster overhaul or, or uh, you know, or adversity or tough losses or, or, or incredibly difficult schedule. The, the, the one thing that, that stopped this team this year was a, was a, was a pandemic, right? Um, and I, that's, that's, it, 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 it just, it, it, it was. I do believe this group was so committed. There was nothing was going to be able to stop them besides something otherworldly. And um, and so you know, if, if I do, I do suspect that I have uh, a big, a large group of seniors on this team that have fought so hard for this, and they still got a boatload of fight in them. And if if the NCAA um, you know saw fit to grant them another shot at this, which seems, uh, you know, potentially like it's, it's the only um, just or fair thing to do, then I think we'd have some guys that would be really, really, really excited about that. You mentioned the work continues for you and your staff. I mean, eventually, have you guys made any decisions among you and your staff in regards to travel for recruiting coming up in the spring and things like that? Are you guys just going to stay in Provo? Well, we're we're looking for clarification on that. The MB the NABC put out a uh, what was it? It was a uh, request, or it was yeah. it was a uh, you know. I think they're they're trying to get the NCAA to block all recruiting travel um, and any on campus visits, um, and uh, so um, you know if that happens, then clearly we're going to abide by those rules. Um, recruiting is really, really important, and um, and we spend a lot of time doing it. And if it turns out that we have to do it uh, by 
coming up with some ridiculously absurd and creative ways to do video conferences, then we'll do it better than anybody else in the country. And we'll find a way to do it. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, if, if we're, if we have access to go, you know, we, 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 if we, if we have access to travel and face to face and bring people on campus, we'll do that. So, you know, recruiting is all about exploring every potential avenue you have to, build a relationship with these young men and get to know them and, and for, for the two parties to see if it's a fit. And so we are pretty relentless doing that. Okay, yes. Greg Rubel here. Yeah, Greg. So when you look back on 2019-20 in your first year at BYU, what ultimately are you going to take with you either in your heart or in your head moving forward that you'll always – think of when you think of this year well I, I mean that's easy uh it's not even close like I love these young men um it's uh it's, a, it's an extraordinary thing when It's an sorry. It's an extraordinary and humbling thing when um, when young men uh, when young men give you uh, when they're willing to give you their trust and um, and and that is a you know it's a it's a it's a real gift as a coach that you rarely uh, that that is um, that is the it's the building blocks and foundations of a of a of a of a, a group that can be really special. And these guys, these guys are unbelievable, unbelievably generous to each other and, and uh, willing to fight for each other. And they've been un- unbelievably generous to us as a staff. And, um, you know, it, it, it just has happened way too fast. Like we're supposed to have some more time to like uh, uh, evaluate everything and soak it in and figure it out. And, um, and, uh, We'll be able to do that in the coming weeks, but um, that, that's it's no doubt. If, if there's one thing that's extraordinary about these teams is just the love that we feel for each other uh, between these players and each other, and certainly me as a coach and, and these players. Hey, Darnell. Hey, um, I just wonder, as a coach, you and your staff that you spend a lot of time talking to your your kids and giving them advice and and, and you know motivating them. What, what could you say to them at this moment when you had a chance to talk to them? What what did you say that try to help them process this and figure out what they want to do. Yeah, Darnell, I wish I was, I wish I was a smarter person. I didn't have a lot of great words for them. Um, um, you know, we, we, we actually, it was, it was just awful because uh, we sat in a silent locker room just with some tears uh, for, for what was way too long. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, I stumbled around with a few things. Um, it was not the right time for me to give them some speech about, you know, hard things happen and you overcome that. That was not the right time. Uh, that will come. Those speeches are going to come because we are going to work hard. We worked hard this afternoon. We're going to work hard later tonight. And we're going to start working hard again tomorrow morning. That doesn't need to be a speech. Really, at the end of the day, the only thing I share with those guys kind of through all of our tears is just how much I love them. And how grateful I am that I got to, they, they allowed me to be a part of, of this experience that they've, that they've had. And, and, uh, and, and that, you know, I didn't have any wiser words for them than that.
There you go. Mark Pope, he said it was one of the toughest locker rooms he has been in, if not the toughest, and I can't blame him one bit because you've worked so hard for so long to get guys to buy into your program in your first year. You'd made that run. You're ranked number 14 in the country. It just is one of those things that you sit back and you look at it and you're like, man, that's just, it, it sucks. Honestly, it just sucks to see BYU basketball and their season ended like that. Hopefully that snap came through again. It's just one of those things. And, and it, I would have liked to seen the NCAA suspend or uh, postpone the NCAA tournament because the NBA is postponing their season. Major League Soccer is postponing their season. Major League Baseball is moving back to the start of their season. Why would you just go out right and cancel it? I don't know what the NCAA was thinking. I'm sure they had a great reason for doing so. The whole issue with COVID right now, uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus, I get it's very valid concern and they don't want to put anybody at risk that doesn't need to be put unnecessarily at risk. But it just, it would have been nice to see this actually play out and give those kids an opportunity to live out their dreams in March Madness. But alas, it will not be happening. So uh, good to hear from Mark Pope. Of course, we'll have more coverage for you guys in the coming days and weeks of whatever news breaks with the NCAA with regards to special eligibility waivers, maybe, and just a whole lot of different things. And uh, so as I'm recording this podcast, uh, I mentioned in the first segment, Dallin Hall, who committed to BYU today. Well, Donovan Mitchell has just got to be his biggest fan out there. And Donovan Mitchell just tweeted at Dallin Hall on Twitter. You can follow Dallin Hall, by the way, at Dallin A. H. Hall. Donovan Mitchell just tweeted at him, said big time with the two uh, hands collapsed emoji and congrats. Telling you, Dallin Hall's got quite the fan in Donovan Mitchell, and that's fantastic to see. So good for Dallin Hall. Cool to see Donovan Mitchell just staying staying engaged with the local community. And once again, a big congratulations to Dallin Hall on that commitment. All right, we'll wrap up the podcast here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that this podcast, it's real easy to find us, and it's real easy to listen to us as well. Use your smart devices. Most of you have a smart speaker at home. You've got your smartphone that you drive around with in your car that you plug into your car. It essentially becomes part of your vehicle. All you got to do is tell those smart devices, play the latest episode of Locked on Cougars, and you'll always stay up to date with all of the BYU news and insider information that you cannot find everywhere else with Locked on Cougars. Real simple to do, real easy to do, and I encourage you guys to do it. And like I say all the time, we'll make you the smartest BYU fan in the room. All right, guys, we're going to wrap today's podcast up with uh, the other BYU sports news you need to know. And essentially, all you need to know is that BYU sports are on hiatus, like everything else in the sports world. BYU sports is, yeah, they're just shutting it down. Football practices, spring ball is uh, indefinitely suspended. Players have been told not to come in. They've been encouraged to stay away from uh, congregating together as teammates just to prevent a potential outbreak amongst their ranks. All spring sports at BYU have been suspended. It's disappointing. It really is. And I'm not sure what we're going to do over the next month or so before the sports world kind of resumes normal operations, but we will make do regardless. So there you go. That's everything you need to know about BYU sports before we go on today's podcast. And I don't mean to laugh about it. I don't mean to make light of it. Trust me. I, but it, it, it sucks. It does suck because sports is not going to be around for a little bit, at least live sports. We're going to do a lot of retrospectives. We're going to look back on things. I still have a few interviews from BYU spring football that I didn't play yet on the podcast. We'll play in the coming days and weeks as well. But 
We'll be with you guys. That's the biggest thing I can promise you. We will be with you guys each and every day. So follow the show on social media so you don't miss a thing. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to drop the show note anytime. Locked on BYU at gmail.com. Love to get your guys' inside opinion. Whatever you got for us, send it along. We'd love to have you guys involved in the show as well. Enjoy your weekend. Hope you guys all have a lot of fun without sports or get out and play some sports yourself. Do something fun, and we will talk to you guys on Monday. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 13th, 2020. We will talk to you soon.